Have you ever thought about the miracle that God may be preparing for you, even right now in this moment? Well, prepare yourself to receive one, because friends, He is. Today, we're going to talk about that mighty God who saves, that mighty God that prepares the way for you, and this is going to be finishing up our message on the sanctity of life. So I want you to believe in the one that can show up in the midst of your problems. We're going to talk about that God today and a little bit more about his character, so stay with us. Hey friend, welcome to the Shattered in the Beautiful podcast. I'm Jeannie Smith. If your heart is hurting, no matter what your circumstances are, there is only one healer. Through biblical content, I will teach you how to experience whole healing and soar into great purpose. So let's get into today's show. Grab your favorite coffee, journal, and Bible. It's time to dig in and unwrap your gift. Hey friends, welcome back to the show. So we have been talking for the last few weeks about the sanctity of life and what the full meaning of that is uh, and what it means for us today. And uh, we're going to be finishing up this set of episodes and finalizing this full, uh, amazing character of God. So, you know, when you think about things that has happened to you and you think about maybe the hard feelings that you may have towards someone that's, you know, brought harm to your life, you know, we begin to think of what? Vengeance, you know, but God tells us in Psalms 139, 20, for they speak against you wickedly. Your enemies take your name in vain. And here's the thing. God knows what everyone says and does. It doesn't matter who you are or where you are. God knows all things. He sees right through you inside and out. He knows our thoughts and intentions. Even if we don't voice them, he knows from the beginning to the end. There is no shield and barrier that someone can hide behind. Now, this should give us comfort because there is no hiding from God. So those that do evil against us, guess what? Vengeance is God's. There is no hiding from him. And for all these reasons, anyone doing evil, well, they should be concerned. Because there is coming a time soon when anyone who speaks against our Lord, anyone that harms his children, who has taken his name in vain, who has done any evil against him or those he loves, they will be destroyed. His very image even will be judged. So the Bible makes it clear concerning our role in seeking revenge. As believers, we hate evil. For example, we hate abortion. We hate all sorts of evil that harms people that we love, that harms humanity. We all can become overwhelmed with what others have done wrong. I mean, just turn on the news. Just watch what's going on in the world today. We can get consumed with the, with the world and what's happening and all the many, many, many things that are being done wrong. And we can become filled with what? Anger. Very quickly. But God's love and forgiveness is seen in our ability to love and forgive. So he tells us in Romans twelve nineteen, Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge, and I will repay, says the Lord. Trust me, there is coming a time when God is going to take care of all the evil that is on this, on this earth. Every evil act that has come against the image of God will face him and face judgment. He also tells us in 2 Corinthians 13, 11, Finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice! 
Strive for full restoration. Encourage one another. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. And so we know, we've talked about this before, that if someone does harm to you and if there's a a deep uh, pain there, it requires forgiveness. And forgiveness, unforgiveness, really just affects us, right? So we have to forgive even when we don't feel like it so that that person no longer has power over us, right? And so this is what brings us into living in peace and being restored because first we've got to be restored constantly with God, but then with others. And, you know, sometimes in reconciliation, there is no reconciliation. Sometimes we can't sit down with a person because reconciliation means we both agree that something has happened here wrongfully has been done. That may not always be the case. However, you can still forgive. You can still reconcile. You can still walk in peace and trust the circumstances, the revenge, all of those things, the vengeance, trust God for the outcome. Now, we know that we can trust him because he is righteous. He says, do I not hate them, O Lord, who hate you? And do I not loathe those who rise up against you? That's Psalms 139, 21. Well, David was expressing his feelings towards those who were enemies of God. He disapproved of their conduct and he desired not to be associated with them. So sometimes when we see evil things going on, going on around us, we desire not to be associated with those things. So have you ever been in the company of someone or a group of people who did not see uh, things the way that you did? They did not seem to have any interest in God or spiritual things at all. And their conduct and their conversation was not fruitful at all. David's hatred of his enemies came from his love and zeal for God. So we find ourselves as Christians not really wanting to be in that company very much because we want to be somewhere and have conversation with people that have the same love and zeal for God that we do because we edify each other, we lift each other up, we spur each other on. And yes, we need to go out into the world and be amongst people that does not even know Christ because we want to be that light that can speak hope into that person and hopefully lead them to the Lord. We want them to have one day the same love and zeal that we have for God. But in the meantime, being in the midst of people of unbelievers, it can be difficult at times especially if they're speaking in a negative tone that might be against the very image of God. And so there's a difference between righteous justice and personal vengeance. So let's talk about that a little bit. It's all right to have righteous anger because Jesus demonstrated this for us in the Bible. You know, Jesus had righteous anger when he witnessed the temple being used as a money changer and the selling of goods. He had zeal for his father's house, and that's why he was so angry over this. His anger was pure because Jesus did not sin and completely justified because the root concern was for God's holiness and worship. Okay, now here's the thing. Anger is an emotion given to us by God. Okay, it's okay to have anger. It's what we do with it. It's how we demonstrate that anger. When we use it the right way, it is not sin. But when we do use it the wrong way, it is sin. So it's good to evaluate our anger, you know, because anger was designed to be a visitor, never a resident in the heart. It comes for a little while, but then it's got to move on. That's why God says, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. He doesn't want you to go to bed angry with anger in your heart because it can produce bitterness. You know, another truth to take note of is bitterness is the result of old stored anger, and it's condemned as sin in the scriptures. 
Now, Hebrews 12, 14, 15 says, Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. So see to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile you. So release that anger. Trust God. He's going to take care of the circumstances and the acts that's come against you wrongfully if they have. Now, what I want to focus on now is the mercy, love, and healing character of God. Do you know that he knows all your anxieties? Anxiety is seen as a biblical term that encompasses both fear and worry. And we have all been there. Let's just face it. And we're told to cast all our cares upon God, for he cares for us. That's what 1 Peter 5, 7 tells us. Now, David states that God knows his anxieties in Psalms 139.23. He says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. So he's saying, God, you already know my anxieties. This reflects such a depth of relationship between David and God. And it's very true. This entire Psalms that we've been walking through these last few weeks, which is Psalms 139, that as we've been going through it, it reflects a depth and intimacy with God. God is being highlighted here to truly know every deep, intimate thing about us. That brings great comfort to me, and I hope that it does you too. Because here's the deal. We all need help. We all need counsel. We all need strength. And God is there to provide that for us, each and every one of us. He's the only one that can. He is always there. He is our companion. He is our best friend. He is righteous. He is mercy. He is love. He is our defender. So what about you? Do you have a closeness with God as David is describing here? Is God invited to search your heart? I want to tell you today that whatever you've gone through in your life, he is everlasting. He is Jehovah Rapha. He is your healer. He is life in him was life. And this God of life, well, he wants to unfold a miracle in your life. That's right. He is a God of miracles. So what miracle is it that you need today? Can you just sit down with God and can you invite him into your heart and allow the intimacy to unfold? Can you just trust him? Can you trust what he's doing in your life right now? even if it seems helpless and hopeless and maybe it feels like you're in the wilderness. You know, during such dark times in my life, during the time I would say I was in the wilderness, God was closer to me. He proved that he was closer to me during that time than he had ever been before because it was in the wilderness, in those dark times, that he was molding me and he was blessing me. I just couldn't see it always. And he was equipping me. He was wooing me closer to him and I can tell you that it was in my time of wilderness. Yes, my time of wilderness led to my miracles. So what miracle is God preparing for you? Are you preparing your heart to receive it? Are you walking in faith and preparing your heart, positioning yourself to receive the miracle that God has for you? Believe in the one that can show up in the midst of your problems because problems are platforms for God to make himself known. Miracles just don't happen. No, 
They are the work of God's constant intervention in our lives. God is always working behind the scenes for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Romans 8, 28. Now, Ephesians 3, 20 gives us this promise. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Oh, Father God, we thank you for the wilderness because it is where you do your greatest work. Thank you for the promise that you are close to the brokenhearted. We are always in your sight and under your care, and we praise you from whom all blessings flow. You alone are our healer, Lord. We thank you that you sprinkle clean water upon us, and your word says that we shall be clean. Thank you that you give us a new heart and a new spirit, and you call us your own. Thank you that you have chosen us. Thank you that you take away our stony heart, Lord, and you give us a heart of flesh. What do you need to believe God for right now? Because he is our redeemer. And he says in his word, John 8, 36, so if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. So what do you need God to set you free from? You know, walking a journey with the Lord is such a process. Everything that we go through, there is an equipping and there is a process. The Lord takes our brokenness and he sets us free and he heals us and then he calls us to do mighty and courageous things and and. Some do those things and and some choose not to, but it's a love relationship with the Lord, you know, and if we love him, we obey him and some will march courageously and obediently into God's plans and purposes while others may wander around, but maybe God is calling you to do something. Maybe he's walking you through a process of healing. Maybe he's stirring your heart and calling you up higher to do great things for him. You know, all you have to do is start. You were made to be a conqueror. Submit yourself to the Lord and say, Lord, here is my heart. Cleanse my heart. Heal me. Set me free. Show me how to make better choices for my life. Set me on a pathway that honors you and brings life and hope to people around me and builds the kingdom. Oh, I'm so glad that God has redeemed the mistakes I've made in my life. Aren't you? Do you need God to redeem some of the mistakes in your life right now? Well, he will. Just ask him. One of my favorite scriptures is John eight thirty two that says, Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So who is truth? What is truth? Truth is Jesus Christ, his word. He sets us free. And you know what? Along with that truth comes power. Power. When it comes to us and our creator, everything has been ordered by him because he is power. And because of that power, he is always calling us higher. He is calling us in one accord to accomplish a great purpose. So in Acts 2, 44, 47, it says, Now all who believed were together and had all things in common, and they sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. And so he was calling them together in unity here. Although each one of them had a divine purpose, there's a unity and favor that's happening here. Because they were life-giving people. And he is looking for life-giving people today, too. He's looking for people that will say yes and amen and do what he has asked them and called them 
to do. So what has God designed you to do? You're listening to this today by divine appointment, and your appointment has been confirmed by God, and your seat is reserved. You will be challenged. Yes, you will. God will ask for your obedience. He'll ask for your faithfulness, not because he needs it, friends, but because he desires it. He will whisper to you. He will speak to you. He will direct you. He will guide you. He will give you opportunities that you could never bring about yourself. It will be only through him and listening to his voice and obeying him. So will you join God in the movement and miracle and plan and purpose, the healing power, the redemption, the setting free, everything that he has purpose for your life? Will you join him in that? Because your father loves you and he has a great purpose for you. And I bless you with knowing your purpose as God has already sent it forward in your heart. He's already seen it. He sees it clearly in your heart. And I bless you to come and understand it and to come in alignment with you. I bless you with being everything that God designed you to be. Because as you experience the joy of fulfilling your purpose, you will benefit and others will benefit and the world will be blessed. I bless you to be a life giver. I bless you to be a hope giver. I bless you to be obedient. And as for me, I'm going to continue to march on. I'm going to continue to say yes and amen myself. I'm going to continue to see the vision because I see God. And I believe what I see has already been purposed for me, but there is much more. So I'm saying yes to the plan and purposes that he has for my life moving forward. I say yes and amen to God's favor and protection, and I hope you will too, friend. Because blessed is she who believes what the Lord has told her will be accomplished. Luke 1.45 Oh, Father God, open our eyes. Help us see what you're doing in our lives. Help us see the great purpose and miracle and plan you have for us. Open our eyes that we may see your work. And oh, God, open our hearts that we may receive all that you have for us, all spiritual blessings, and that we will be changed by your glory and your power. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, friends, that concludes our study of the sanctity of life. And I hope that you have enjoyed walking through Psalms 139 with me because you were made in his image. And this has really all been about you, the creation of you. You are super special, so I hope you have a great week. Remember, I love you bunches and live life abundantly. If you like Mommy's show, leave a review. Hey, before you go, if this podcast has blessed you, the number one way you can help me is to leave a review and subscribe to the Shattered in the Beautiful show. Next, hop on over to the Shattered in the Beautiful private Facebook group where you will find a network of friends with daily inspiration. You can reach me at JeannieScottSmith.com. And lastly, please share the episode or review in your social and tag me at Smith Evangelistic Ministries. I cannot wait to meet with you again. Stay tuned for more life-giving podcasts coming your way.